happy Thursday, Thursday, my lovelies. Wow, what a couple weeks it has been. First, my mom kind of last minute visited and I didn't have time to produce an episode that week. And then last week, I got COVID right after her visit. So something we did, yeah, it it got to me so but I'm on the upswing now I'm pretty much symptomless except for a really bad cough and I'm sure you can hear my throat's a little whack so my apologies about that just bear with me but no worries because for that reason I pulled Andrew on to this episode so we could talk about a subject I've been wanting to create an episode on for a long time aftercare we're gonna go deep with this subject you guys and I really hope that you enjoy it I hope it answers some questions and I hope that um maybe it gives you some ideas for your own aftercare because it's such an important subject for everyone so without further ado I hope you guys enjoy this episode of sugar pussy oh my god she's such a slut but Ellie Ray all she does is talk about sex Alright you guys, I have been wanting to record an episode about aftercare for quite some time now, so I pulled Andrew on here to talk about it with me, what it is, what it looks like, all of those fun things, and just really talk about how important it is in these types of situations. It has a lot to do with vulnerability, and I can't wait to get into that with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. First of all... I'm going to kind of throw a curveball here and ask you a question we weren't planning on first. I just want to know, when you hear aftercare, what does it make you think of? Typically, I think of it in terms of uh, the process of maybe cooling down or recovering after a scene. And that's actually probably something that I should maybe work on in my own head because it's not just after a scene. You know, it doesn't have to just be after a scene, but when you say it, that's just reflexively what comes to my mind yeah i think that's what a lot of people think of and visualize when they think of aftercare they think of it was like some super rough bdsm scene and then kind of what the sub needs after but i think it's more important to kind of repicture that in our heads because it's not just subs that need aftercare sometimes it's just as important for the dom or if it's a completely vanilla situation it's important for, for both. both people to yeah, get exactly. that kind of support after a vulnerable situation you could even say like penetrative sex didn't even happen it could just be a really vulnerable yeah. situation a really intimate situation and people Definitely. are going to need support after that and so that's how at least in my mind i like to kind of reframe what aftercare yeah. is and it could be anything it could be just a mental exercise it could be a power exercise it could be oral it could be anything I mean. all right so now that we kind of are already reframing it for ourselves um let's kind of get into more of the nitty-gritty like what actually it is so how would you define it what would you tell somebody what aftercare is the best way that I could describe it or maybe the way that I would approach it was say kind of um, from the way that it developed in my own life as someone who didn't necessarily like read books or have a mentor or anything regarding this kind of stuff I just kind of had to figure it out and you realize over time that if you catch yourself thinking man it'd be nice to like take a second after this is done to kind of cool off or if you find your partner saying 
I need a sec to just process before I go back to my day-to-day life. Or if you find yourself just feeling that, um, that's a good indicator that some aftercare might be necessary. And I think that's how it started for me was just maybe a combination between myself and my partners kind of reflexively being like, shit, I need a sec. And so then as time went on, I was able to kind of attach that name to it based off of getting more education about it and stuff like that. But it's basically just that process of, I need a second before I go back to my day-to-day life. This was potentially a lot to process. And now I just need a, a little comma so that I can continue with the rest of what I have going on. But yeah, I would I would maybe try and describe it like that. It's, it's just the... Um, the cool down process where you guys can both cool down from the scene and readjust to reality, whatever that might be. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big crazy scene like we said before. It could just be readjusting from not having sex or whatever. I like that. I like that it's just kind of a pause, kind of like that transition back to maybe being like a social person in the real world yeah, yeah. from sex. I've always kind of thought about it as like partner to partner support to like get back into reality that kind of insinuates that there is something like you have to recover from which isn't always the case it's just kind of like that transitional period I guess it's a good way to think about it from that what can it look like or what does it look like this might take a while to get through because again it can be after tons of different situations and scenarios so it could look like different things from different scenes or experiences with each other and it also is probably going to look different from person to person so maybe just go through a couple things that it's looked like for you or what it could look like for other people and let's just think of some examples yeah for sure so i mean i might i'm just for the sake of of this i'm going to kind of break it down maybe what does it look like for the dom or you know what are the benefits for the dom and then what are, you know, what does it look like for the sub, right? So for the dom, it's a chance to relax. It gives you adequate time to leave the control mindset. So if you're the person kind of orchestrating this scene as the dom and the person calling the shots, the person in the flow of control, this is your opportunity to break away from that. In our lives, we're not always in control. And in our social interactions, we're not always in control. At work, you're not always in control. But if this is a scene where you're the dom, you're in control, right? Which is one of the things that's so positive. That's one of the things that's so positive about uh, these interactions is that this is your time, your world, you know, you're in control. So this is a chance to cool off from that I'm in control mindset. Um, it's another, it's a chance to provide affirmation and support to the sub and or your partner. It's a chance to include a recovery process into the scene. And it's a great time are a good opportunity to add affection to an interaction, especially if it maybe happened quickly or didn't have a lot of buildup or didn't have affection during the buildup or during the main body of the scene. This is your chance to kind of fit that in at the end. And then for the sub, it's a chance to relax. It provides adequate time to leave subspace in a healthy way instead of just being torn away from that mentality or that, that mindset. It provides time to adjust to the sensory world again and external stimuli. Because a lot of times, you know, your partner will be tuned into you and kind of forget everything else. That's kind of a big part of subspace. But then adjusting to the the world again and all the external stimuli, bright light or loud noise outside or whatever, people talking, 
this provides an opportunity for you to kind of gently, you know, enter the water again from that external stimuli. And then it's a chance to feel nurtured. For the sub, this is um, a chance to feel cared for and nurtured and a time to receive that affection and a great opportunity to rebuild self-image if necessary. Throughout the course of the scene, you might end up being like, you're worthless or you're super dirty or you're a slut or whatever, right? And then at the end of that, during aftercare, this is the point or this is the opportunity for you to be like, hey, I have lots of worth, all this good stuff to make sure that you walk away from that interaction without having those negative footnotes following you into the rest of your day, right? Because as long as it's done in a healthy way, this is kind of a big way that helps distinguish it play from abuse, right? And in our brains, it's really important to have that that clear break because it's easy to be impressionable, right? So aftercare allows for that clear break so that you're not taking some of that baggage with you throughout the rest of your day. And then it uh, provides time for both people for everything to be okay again or resolve any sort of dissonance that's left over from that scene. Yeah, and then I think maybe to bring it into not reality, but to like actually be able to visualize what it could look like. I usually picture things like, you know, making sure to take time to drink water or cuddling or little massages or just really it can look like anything, whatever somebody's needs are. What would you say it looks like in the sense of actions and between two people? Yeah, for sure. So I think it's the biggest answer to that question is a two-part answer. Number one is make it your own. And number two is communicate with your partner. Those are the most important things because what I do isn't necessarily what you might want to do. Uh, but the most important thing is that this is an opportunity for you guys to recover together, that mutual support, and communicate with each other. For me, typically what that looks like is it's a time where typically if I'm providing aftercare, it means that I was the dom, the person instigating and orchestrating the scene, right? So this is a time where I hold my sub and allow for relaxing, I'll encourage maybe deep breathing, encourage chilling. Usually we'll maybe pet or scratch their head, run my fingers through their hair. And I'll, I'll kind of start by being, you know, hey, is everything okay? Yeah, I think I'm all right. Cool. So then everything is okay. Rebuild self-image. So let's say the scene was maybe derogatory or maybe the scene had a little bit of name calling or whatever. This is my chance to rebuild that self-image. And then it's also a time where I reaffirm our relationship. So after I say, hey, everything is okay, and I rebuild your self-image a little bit, then we'll bring into our relationship. So if it's a relationship where, you know, let's say I'm with you, I'll say, you know, I love you. I'm here for you. We're not going anywhere. We're doing good. And I'm happy with you and reaffirm our relationship. If it's not a, if it's not a relationship or interaction with someone who I'm, you know, romantically invested in or whatever, then I'll keep it more platonic, but I'll reaffirm our relationship. I had a wonderful time. I hope you did too. And then I'll kind of work into some cool off. So maybe readjusting to the rest of the world. And, and then this, now that they're thinking and talking again, like in a normal way and everyone is, you know, recovering. Now I, now is the time where I ask, hey, did everything go okay? Did anything go too far? Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, did I say anything that maybe went too far? Is there something that we want to talk about so that in the future we do this a little bit differently? This is your chance to provide some feedback and make sure that we're good. And then, um, you know, you end it and everyone 
both people, or, you know, potentially more, but both people walk away from the interaction feeling like, oh, I feel resolved. I feel like there's no more dissonance. I feel, you know, rebuilt and, and good about myself. And overall, that was a positive interaction because the whole goal is to make sure you have a positive interaction and you're both doing good. I kind of want to like dial back a little bit because this is all fantastic, but I want to make sure people are tracking with this is all great stuff. You don't have to go through each of these every time to such meticulous detail depending on the experience. Yeah, for sure. So it's a great process to have. These are great tools to put in your toolkit. But you know, if you had like a vanilla experience or a really intimate experience with someone, that doesn't mean you can't kind of have these things and go through these but it maybe doesn't look so step by step For after sure. something that was like a really rough scene so I want to make sure everybody understands that aftercare is something that should always be happening no matter what the experience looked like and even if you're just like kind of cuddling and joking around afterwards you're still you're still doing the same thing in the sense of making sure each other feels supported For and sure. okay yeah. You're still going through all of this. It just might not feel so meticulous. Well, yeah, and, and that's part of the the making it your own, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is a scene-by-scene -scene thing. This isn't like, you know, read a step, do a step, eat a banana, like, the same every <laughs> single time, you know what I mean? Like, this is, yeah, definitely, absolutely. I think the last thing to cover would be, you know, kind of, are you looking for any kind of outcome here? Say the scene or the sexual experience was a positive one for both people. What's kind of the goal of aftercare? And then after we ask that question, I kind of want to go back and say, say the scene or the sexual experience was negative. Is there a goal of aftercare? I would say the goal of aftercare is... If it was so, if it was a positive interaction, I would say the goal of the aftercare is to reaffirm all the good parts and make sure that everything is resolved in a positive way. If the scene, if things happened, it was maybe a little bit bumpy. Now the scene is ended. Maybe it ended prematurely, depending on how things went. The goal of aftercare is cool. So we're breaking away from this scene. The scene is ended to provide a marked ending to the scene. And then it's a chance to rest and recover from the scene. And after you feel recovered mentally, provide an opportunity to talk about it while it's still fresh. And if you can't do that right away, that's fine. Ideally, it would be something where, you know, you, you maybe talk about it a little bit after you're mentally prepared to, you know, you take a couple minutes and then recover and then you're ready to talk about it. Um, and that's especially important because let's say and and this is super common because we're all people with complex pasts and you know histories and stuff let's say you have a scene with someone something happens they break down crying or something and you're like whack okay shit we need to so we're gonna stop the scene verbalize that you're stopping the scene and then give yourselves a couple minutes of deep breathing or whatever you need to do to kind of process and recover from that emotionally charged experience and then when it's a little bit less emotional and less charged now is your chance to provide partner to partner support and talk about what happened and it might be as simple as that was just a lot emotionally to take and like I started crying just because it was a lot not because it was anything necessarily bad or, God forbid, instead, it, you know, it might go, yeah, I was triggered and, you know, 
this was really negative for me and I need some time away from you or whatever it is. Um, but it provides that opportunity to be a marked ending from the scene and give you the chance to recover. I, I do want to mention, like we kind of mentioned or touched on earlier, even though I tend to think of it as more of a after a scene kind of thing, aftercare can mean aftercare, even if it was a vanilla scene. You know, let's say you had the most vanilla interaction. It was, you know, vanilla to a T, but your aftercare can look like relaxing, lounging, cuddling, talking, being cute, you know, smoking a cigarette, vaping, whatever, just, you know, after you're done fucking and just, you know, recovering. And then obviously if it's a scene thing, then it gives you that chance. In a positive way, the benefit of aftercare would be that it provides a healthy adjustment after your interaction it minimizes the negative explosion back into the world that you might have if if one of you guys was kind of ripped out of your mindset it provides resolution you know that opportunity to communicate lets you kind of rebuild your relationship and connect on a deeper level before you move on so now that i mentioned those as someone who's been more on the receiving side of aftercare as a sub what would you say are some of like the things that you look forward to or some of the things that are most helpful on the other side of that I mean it's a lot of the same stuff that you you've already stated right but I I've actually really experienced the the time to kind of slow down and then feel appreciated as a person is probably the most important part at least after any type of scene or anything rough but even after any type of sexual experience or vulnerable experience it's good to just feel like someone is there and cares enough to like make sure that you're okay and then support you or talk to you or laugh with you or whatever it's looking like between us like they're there for it they're not just you know trying to get off or use me to get off and then like jump up and grab their keys and leave that's the most important part of it for me which I mean it's it's okay if people are using each other and that's agreed upon and everything but even in most of those situations in my life like yeah you're you're using each other but you don't just abandon each other afterwards either it's not something that polite people do to each other ever uh so it's really just the more someone is willing to slow down and like spend that time with me or give me affection the more cared and loved I feel and so if somebody is gonna like lay there and just love spending that time with me that's gonna make me feel more appreciated and cared for and loved and respected than just about anything else they could do so and a lot of times as weird as it sounds kind of like the high from that post scene rush combined with the emotional high of aftercare can be the thing that you look forward to most after uh you know a given interaction with someone you know a lot of times aftercare is super super you know important and the thing that people look forward to and if you find that's the case maybe work on some scenes where that's the goal is just intimacy and almost the scene of aftercare you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's also worth mentioning that these things that are happening in aftercare should also be happening elsewhere in your dynamic there should be times for like cuddling and communicating and reaffirming your relationship and you know 
rebuilding each other's self images outside of that because just as a as a you know a side note it's really possible if you start noticing your partner pushing for interactions just because of the aftercare it might be an indicator that maybe they don't really need the scene but they need the things that come from aftercare it's really possible for things to start getting a bit unhealthy if you're not getting those things anywhere but aftercare because then it ends up being more you need the aftercare not the scene right and you shouldn't really necessarily be needing either of them this should be like a fun thing not something that you know i need this to happen to be okay and so just kind of as a bit of a side note and a heads up like if you start to notice your partner or yourself really craving aftercare maybe what you need is just a little bit more partner to partner support minus the scene you know you know it's wild you say that because we talk about it in a very bdsm kind of way but i have found in my experience in my life a lot of people who are hooking up or a lot of times in like sugar dynamics and arrangements people seem to be craving what comes after the sex which is just intimacy and like feeling seen and that you're there for them in a kind of a vulnerable state that's what so many people seem to be craving not even not even the actual sex itself they just kind of go through those motions to feel close and connected to someone and kind of sit in those feelings afterwards Mm -hmm. and that's the big deal so it's it's interesting that people always associate these things with BDSM but really what that is is everything is just so much more heightened and people are aware of what's going on but that can be the case when things are super vanilla too if you find yourself really just wanting that intimate connection maybe that's what you're seeking and especially for those people those doms who are in long-term relationships with your partner you know if you're just hooking up with someone it's it's part of the package you know the scene the aftercare cool I get it but if if you're consistently having interactions with your partner and it seems and you, you know if you think to yourself is the only time that we're doing these things in aftercare it might be worth kind of either reevaluating or you know just adding in a little bit more of those elements outside of the scenes that way everything is a little bit more balanced things are well rounded and then that way when the aftercare comes it's really serving its purpose of providing a resolution to the scene rather than filling your empty love tub you know what i mean all right you guys that is all for this episode and i just want to mention really quickly that in case we didn't stress this enough aftercare can look like anything that it is post any type of sexual experience with a partner and while it doesn't have to be anything crazy maybe it is just getting your partner a towel with some warm water on it and sitting with them afterwards because you're not intimate or close with them maybe that's what it looks like what it is and why it is important and what makes you a good sexual partner is if you think about it you acknowledge that they might need something and you're there for it you're there to support them you're there to like be there you're there to receive you're there to give all of that and it might be that neither of you really need much Maybe it's a fist bump. I don't care. I don't fucking care what it is. The important thing and the thing that makes you a good partner, a good lover, is that you understand that each time, each emotional post-sex experience could be different. It could be the most simple, casual thing in in the world, and your partner could have an emotional response, and you being there for it, that's all that matters. All right. 
I think that that is it. Hopefully my voice didn't drive you all nuts this episode. Thank you for bearing with me. If you have any further questions about aftercare, we would love to hear them and answer them on the next episode next week. Uh, Just DM me, let me know. On that note, if you haven't, definitely follow the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at SugarPussPod. Follow my personal. Just look up It's L.A. Ray on Instagram. It's its.la.ray. And on Twitter, it's at its underscore L.A. Ray. Apple listeners, I would love a rate and review from you. Everybody, I'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast. I am now hosting on Anchor. That means you can support the show if you so desire. Just go to sugar pussy on anchor and you can give us a little dollar uh it's super easy super cool that you can do that now i won't say no i do spend money on being able to produce this podcast i do not make money from producing this podcast so any support to keep it alive is appreciated that's all for this week you guys thank you so much for tuning in i will talk to you next week Catch us next week when we talk about embarrassing stories and or crazy firsts.